Castec community. My name is Chrissy. I'm the founding director of the Castec project, coming to you from the land of the Web3. Today, I'm so glad to be joined by the CBDO of GetBlock, uh, which is a blockchain node provider and many more, a Sysamitash, who is going to illuminate us on the front line of decentralization and the ability for us to uh, participate in the network without having to worry about all the infrastructure necessary to actually be your own node. So welcome, Amir, to the uh, Web3 Watch series. Hey guys, hello Chris, thanks for having me. I'm super glad to be here. My name is Aziz, I'm Chief Business Development Manager Officer at GapBlock, a leading blockchain node providing service. And thanks again for having me. Absolutely. Um, so I think when people think about blockchain, they think about this as something that just exists. Uh, we use the word ether in the ether. Ethereum is kind of come from that word. But the truth is that there's a lot of work that goes into uh, maintaining and running and using the infrastructure that 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 that's in there. Um, can you tell us a little bit about like you know recognizing the the, the re- reality of blockchain infrastructure? What is the kind of like the vision behind uh, uh, GetBlock and how do you get involved in uh, in this particular venture? Yeah, well, uh, I also heard lots of rumors and so many questions about blockchain infrastructure and the crypto world. So we are just here to somehow delight, you know, shed light on, on, on these specific topics. So let me start from quick introduction about GapBlock and the vision behind it. Uh, so GapBlock is about optimization and, and time safety. It's a very simple at the same time complex product helping tons of developers with running and maintaining blockchain nodes. To make a long story short, we offer ready-to-use blockchain nodes for decentralized applications. Through our API-driven technology, any application can utilize the computational power of Bitcoin, Ethereum, BNB Chain, Polygon, Solana, and other leading chains. So GapBlock is also about people, multinational team operating from different countries, united by the idea of delivering cost-effective tools and scalable infrastructure that help developers to build projects faster. Like, it's kind of a one-string API solution for all the tasks you do. Yeah, so if you're a developer who is familiar with Web2 development, you know that API is the backbone of all experiences. You figure out what API is provided, sometimes from some new provider, sometimes from Amazon or Google. Uh, how do you think the gap is being filled with these kind of... Uh, 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 kind of blockchain infrastructure, which has APIs, like you, you, you know, we talked about having Ethereum API using JSON RPC, I and mean, there's also some other way to connect to it in a more real-time basis, use WebSocket. Uh, what kind of API is uh, available to the developer through the GapBlock infrastructure? Yeah, well, it's just an API solution allowing you to get access to the blockchain nodes and start using it quite properly in terms of exchanging the data, sending the transactions, exploring the smart contracts. Etc. Etc. So this is just a kind of a key to the door of the crypto world where you get access to all the data within the network. And you know what kind of network is being supported right now in your uh, in your platform? I guess it's more than forty. Like I guess yeah, it's more than forty plus blockchains available right now. Besides the one popular like Bitcoin, BNB Chain, Polygon, Solana, Tron, etc., we're also mm-hmm. constantly adding more and more chains. We have a kind of dedicated team that explores all the upcoming and new coming blockchain nodes, and we start talking to them, you know, ex- like exploring their documentation once we set up 
the wonderful partnership together we added to our uh, service so that people could get more access to more like different and various blockchain nodes that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. In full disclosure, Casa is a customer get block. We use your uh, Gnosis chain uh, uh, archive node uh, for some of the analytic functions. Uh, I think there is uh, uh, so so that we can have a longer history of what uh, access to longer history of the transaction that has happened in our protocol. Um, so, do do you see a certain usage pattern uh, that is emerging? Do you see a shift from you know people always talk about developers are moving to this chain or that chain? Uh, obviously, with different nodes and different types of services provided you you can have a kind of bird's eye view on the developer activity and what kind of chains we can spin up what are you seeing in the ecosystem right now well uh it's it's quite a good question in terms of exploring because the crypto world with web3 uh space is constantly changing it's very dynamic like day Mm -hmm. day to day we see lots of projects are opening and each project is quite unique and very individual with its own universe as we call it as a metaverse. So uh, what we do right now is just uh, having constant talks with them, some interviews. Once we get the clients, we start being interested in the way how we can assist to a particular project. And the more projects we talk to, the more interesting tasks we see to work to uh, to work with. So basically, we see that the Web3 is constantly going forward with, you know, having lots of branches where people are just kind of getting interest in more deep and deep zones where they can find some, um, you know, some areas where people can optimize any process. So GetBlock is also about optimization. We, we found this niche. We saw that people are struggling with problems maintaining and running nodes. And we saw that people were just, it's not about launching one blockchain node. It's also about maintaining and it's scaling it mm-hmm. so that it might yeah. be suitable mm-hmm. for different projects and you know uh suiting their goals so we found this problem and we saw like okay let's do this uh this thing so that people could you know uh boost their projects without thinking about running and and, and maintaining nodes by themselves because we saw like you know uh if, if we look at the different documentations uh and go like deeply to what is blockchain so we, we see that uh, each of the blockchain protocol has its own large documentation to look at and methods with synthesis to explore. And that is the moment when people are usually stuck and need some help. Mm-hmm. And one thing is just to launch, you know, as I said, the other story is about maintaining. So that is sad. GabBlock takes all this responsibility and provides one single string in API format uh, where all these tasks are solved. All you have to do is just add this string to your code and you get access to the node that you'd like to work with. Right. Um, you, you know, obviously you have, you know, various types of layers of services for people who are starting out versus for teams that are scaling up. Uh, what is the migration path when, when the developer, let's say, doing a weekend project on a hackathon project st- getting started, and then they get, you know, some more uh, total value lock or TVL and they get bigger and bigger. What is the migration path from like a shared node to a dedicated node to the cluster node? Uh, is it something that's as seamless as it seems or is it something that requires migration on the developer team's part? Well, I guess to answer this question properly, may I just kind of shed light on, on listeners what is the shared and dedicated nodes because I've had so many questions on that. Sure, absolutely. Okay, so, um, uh, yeah. so basically, uh, GetBlock provides shared blockchain nodes and dedicated blockchain nodes. These are the two main categories of service we're proudly offering to our clients. Well, our shared nodes uh, can use 
kind of like clients can use node service together with their peers the number of requests to shared nodes is therefore limited so you know to, to make things to make sure that the shared node is stable and reliable we just made some limitations on that typically we recommend shared nodes as as an entry-level option for early stage dApps with low traffic where people are just starting to think about like was it was a small idea where they start exploring the crypto mm-hmm. market where the hackathon goes students with the different projects so shared notes can be useful for testing and, and R&D purposes also for kind of experimental purposes we offer APIs for test nets Bitcoin Ethereum Polkadot etc so then once the project mm-hmm. is grown up as you've mentioned that it started to scale we offer dedicated notes API this is our premium level product. Our clients can leverage from the technical capacity of a server for their specific purpose. So every user of our dedicated node gets unlimited requests, premium 24 seven um, technical support, easy to use analytical dashboards, access to blockchain through various API interfaces like JSON RPC, WebSockets, GraphQL, and the opportunity to, to deploy third party software on, on our own infrastructure so what they just they just go with the request saying hey aziz we'd love to open our wallet and we need those specific nodes with this specific feature can you please do this we say yes definitely Mm -hmm. it's -hmm. just uh yeah and this is how it works with customize all the time the infrastructure uh particularly like specifically focused on, on on a project our clients working at so that's why dedicated nodes are very uh, reliable in terms of scaling and moving on. So the same works with clusters because cluster is about the several nodes put together so that people would have, you know, very easy switching between one node to another node and, uh, you know, play with the load, uh, with loading different um, type of requests to the nodes without even thinking that the uptime would go down or something. So, yeah, this is just, as you mentioned, the gradation goes like shared, dedicated, and then clusters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your service, obviously, you know, the for the people who have been in the Ethereum space and doing Solidity development, the first word that come to mind for you know, node infrastructure or shared node infrastructure would be Infura. And then Infura has gotten into the other things. How do you think you compare to some of the other providers who have kind of spawned up some of them more focused on the ETH ecosystem, some of them has kind of a broader way? What is the differentiator for GetBlock? Yeah, well, we had lots of conversation with the other node providers. Uh, it's kind of a huge rumor that we're all the time competing together and, you know, kind of playing a war together. <laughs> Still, where we had some very nice and friendly talks together with Infura, with, with I guess, with Morales we had, and with, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like with, with other different node providers. And we were thinking about optimization and the way how we can help people, you know, Web3 developers to um with with the tools that uh, may 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 solve their problems and in terms of still we have our own unique philosophy we follow and the mission we have as i guess uh some of the node providers as you've mentioned are quite limited in terms of the uh blockchain nodes like available uh list of the blockchain nodes they have uh, meanwhile gaplock is quite flexible and we also have as, as a unique feature we on our side we put customization because we understand that each project is unique and has its own specific requirements so we go 
forward to all these changes. We are ready to change our infrastructure, like suited as best as possible to the project's needs. So, and another thing is that we also mentioned that we have, I wouldn't say that, but still, you know, clients all the time underline that we have the best technical support system where you get constant, like instant responses to any question. If you don't know, if you don't know how something works, just you're free to write to us and we'll uh, answer, I guess, in a few seconds. So this is the, one of the, also one of the uh, strongest features we have. Yeah, you know, what's really interesting about it is that like, you know, the setting up of the infrastructure necessary for that project, you realize there's still a lot of uh, uh, things that look like cloud and SaaS service. And this is, a, you know, you're an organization that's operating in that cloud and SaaS space, similar to other uh, kind of Web2 businesses. Uh, do you guys accept Web3 payment for your service or are you still focusing on like, you know, more traditional invoicing and like, you know, fiat payment? How do you incorporate the Web3 kind of financial aspects to your operation of your business yeah we we have lots of i guess options for payments we firstly started to accept crypto mm -hmm. payments because that was very suitable and convenient for you know um early stage launching projects since they were into the crypto mm -hmm. world they yep. were thinking about like okay it's better for us to if we would just pay uh, for service using crypto Meanwhile, some other net providers were at the yeah. same time using fiat and some of them were had, you know, kind of subscription model where you just, you know, uh, put the uh, credit card details to the service and it was just, you know, ultimate mm -hmm. charging. We had a bit different model when users don't have to pay for the requests or for the credits you don't use. So in other words, there is no any limitation in terms of, we would talk about shared notes. Uh, there is no limitation in terms of, you know, deadlines, like once you got this, uh, any package you purchase, you have kind of one month to use it or, or it will expire. No, we, we, we just, uh, we thought like if we can provide users with the requests, uh, let's say a thousand requests they purchased and this thousand requests will remain till the user uses them all. So in other words, you don't have to pay if you still have any credits and it won't go off like or expire. Right. So that was very convenient. In, in, in terms of Web3, we, we hear a lot, like a lot of uh, feedback that crypto payment is much more convenient for them rather than using fiat right now. So that's why mm -hmm. we're very open to this, like any, any token or um, any, any coin that they would love to, uh, they prefer to pay with. So we're quite open in terms of, you know, accepting the invoices. So it's not a problem for us. Yeah, no, I, I've spoken to uh, a few of these kind of providers, including the folks from Nansen, uh, who pr sells a very valuable subscription-based, more of a traditional SaaS subscription-based service yeah. for uh, for crypto tr uh, traders. And they're open to that too, because they're now doing a Web3 connection to kind of get your portfolio into the system to help you analyze your own wallet. And it's a very, very small step to say, take the USDC that you have in it to pay for the, I don't know how much a month that would be the VIP service for <laughs> Nansen. Uh, everybody wish they have a Nansen account. Not everybody do. Uh, but I think there's a really good intersection where these crypto native business like yours or Nansen or otherwise uh, start uh, being kind of the, 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 the pushing for the adoption for crypto payment, which has been something that's lagging behind. That's true. That's true. We also started. So, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it's about, uh, as you've mentioned it correctly, uh, we see that nowadays 
even the those node providers that were using only fiat payment are just starting to switching to the crypto payment, like accepting crypto payments as well. And that's uh, made kind of, you know, uh, Web3 started since Web3 is growing. We, we, we saw that like requirements to accept crypto payments started to, to, to grow as well. And the uh, team players we call like our, our competitors or let's say uh, the same node providing services, the team players also started to accept crypto payments. Still, uh, you know, larger companies are like interested and prefer more about classical and traditional way of using. Yeah, that. absolutely. So, yeah, so yeah. that's why the hardest thing, the hardest thing in big companies is to get like an invoice process. So once you have a working process, you just want to like use it. <laughs> Introducing to your CFO crypto payment, yeah. if you haven't done it before, that's going to take six months. <laughs> yeah. So usually we, we, we have this kind of the process where, you know, uh, these giant companies, they, they say, oh, we, we cannot actually like currently provide you with any crypto payments. Can we go to the, yeah. to the bank transfer or something? So we totally understand this way as well. So yeah, like yeah. any option is available. It's definitely both. And, but you know, we, we, we know that a lot of early stage startup gets funded nowadays, uh, even in a venture round in USDC. <laughs> so, so they 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 have you know access to these uh, uh, tokens uh, and that that can be used for commercial reasons and they pay contractors. So I think you know we are you know we are on Gnosis chain because we're working on a payment protocol. So it does make sense for us to use a low low cost layer two protocol to think about like you know what are the workflow for receivables for payables, uh, exchange rates, rate locking, even refunds and disputes. Um, so so this is something that I believe that you know once the infrastructure in place and the demands are there for the customer and say, hey, I've got crypto USDC on layer two on optimism. I would like to use them on, on Polygon or otherwise it would be good to, uh, to, uh, to provide that option. Um, you know, zooming out a little bit, obviously Web3 is not just about blockchain, right? We are seeing a lot more discussion about Web3 being um, more social network. There's like file storage for the media. There is messaging. Uh, do you guys plan to provide as the infrastructure expands beyond the traditional blockchain smart contract platform to have nodes of different sorts, like for like ceramic network has certain type of file storage indexing nodes, and uh, there may be opportunity to do like messaging nodes or like, you know, other type of relay or, or, or peer to peer communication nodes. Um, what's your plan about, you know, fulfilling the needs as Web3 definition expands? Yeah, we had lots of talks about this within company. We have a huge roadmap devoted to particularly, you know, extending blockchain and gap block service as, as a blockchain as a service company. And, uh, you know, we just go technically gap block is not also about blockchain nodes. It's also about explorers and, uh, we're mm -hmm. just moving and developing one more product. You'll know a bit later. So we're just still like working mm. on that. This is kind of a surprise. So that's why I, okay. I, I do recommend you to stay tuned. You'll be the first one who would know that because we're just, you know, sending <laughs> kind of small signs on that. Uh, anyway, okay, so now this is just a bit different from like a classical way of blockchain as a service. So like kind of the feature, this is just a bit different one. Uh, I'll, I guess, yeah, I guess you'll know a bit better like later uh, in, in more detail. Uh, but yeah, we were also thinking about kind of creating community where Web3 developers could communicate freely together, share their ideas, and maybe we could act right. as kind of the... Um, you know, uh, as a, as a like a mediator or something where 
we just connect those people together, you know, probably doing some kind of the AMEA sessions, education or something. And Gaplock yeah. also started to focus on education very uh, closely. And I guess recently we've paid attention, paid attention to on, on, on that um, many users uh, in, in internet surfing, you know, kind of the newcomers are very interested in understanding how blockchain works, what can be done, uh, is there anything else they can, you know, uh, open or maybe, you know, innovate or something. So it's better to kind of uh, inform them about the current solutions, maybe it will help them in, in the future. So we're thinking about kind of education projects that we are starting to launch. We are now kind of going deeply to collaborate with different universities and, um, you know, started doing some courses together, maybe some kind of, you know, uh, right. yeah, it's like kind of communities within students. So that's why we, we started with hackathons where we saw lots of lots of people were, you know, sparking into, they, they, they had so many uh, enthusiasm and so they were so uh, like kind of inspired with the ideas of, you know, providing something to the crypto world. And we said, okay, those guys should be within our community because we see that there is a huge fire yes, in them. Absolutely. And yeah, so that that is amazing. You know, when we when you talk to them, and this is this is something that you know inspires and all the time supports you guys. Those specifically when when you're just in going deep to the blockchain node, and you start thinking about okay, what else is something? Is there anything else that uh, is going to be you know kind of. Uh, something innovative or, or changing the perception of world of, of blockchain world and when you start talking to these different young students and uh young entrepreneurs it's something very kind of special thing so that's why we're just starting to focus on this community and building this community with with universities yeah that, that i think when you speak to people uh, you we did a project in collaboration with new york university why you here uh in new york uh on the two bridges behind me uh manhattan bridge and brooklyn bridge uh, is that the the students are just so excited like if you're new to uh it computer science or products and want to get into tech uh the the preferred employer is not Facebook. The preferred employee is some, you know, up and coming uh, or, or, or a steward uh, Web3 company. Yeah. That's where people want to go. And, and I think there's a huge gap of resources, not only, as you say, about developer resource, which does exist and, and we can have better work, but people don't know necessarily what they can do. And they get really inspired when they talk to people who can connect the dots about the real world, like oh, retail, like this is how it can apply. And they can help and do and put it together. I think this idea of connecting the use cases and the new energy of this upcoming wave of Web3, not only, only developer, but entrepreneurs and product people and community builders, uh, it's absolutely uh, the right thing to do. And the friction is high. So any any gentle on-ramp into that journey of Web3, uh, building substantive product, not just talking, uh, actually building is, is quite appreciated. So I think it's really cool. So are you guys going to be uh, making your course available in the university or you want to make it like kind of an online open thing? Yeah, we guess about the second option because, you know, very mm. popular thing to know about other things is YouTube, of course. So we saw like yeah. students are just starting to, you know, typing their requests on YouTube and there is like obviously someone who have already faced this issue and they start recording these videos about so, and the, the question is yeah. about like should i trust them or is there any, any any kind of the verification where is it really true story or like kind of fake info that 
because news are very like you know um, right now since the media has extended quite large so it's quite hard to select which one is right thing which one is wrong so that's why we're just trying to build mm -hmm. trust and uh, reliable and worthy um, online platform where, where people could get knowledge without thinking about like okay so are they true experts or not or something so this is going to be a very mm -hmm. reliable thing I guess that's great I mean, the, the noise level is quite high now obviously in the bull market is especially noisy uh, in in uh, I don't know if we're in a bear market but in a in a market where you have a little bit of a chance to catch your breath uh, you get people who are really uh, committed to web3 uh, you know, saying more things and then the signal to noise ratio. But I think there's a huge curation problem uh, of, of good resources. So I think that's really, really great. So zooming out a little bit, seeing the partners that you have on the blockchain stuff providing capability, but also seeing that builders building, what use cases and category of applications that's being built uh, on top of the gap infrastructure that you are particularly excited about, especially in the next wave of consumer or even business-to-business -business adoption of blockchain. You guys have a front row seat to know what people are building. Uh, next, uh, what's scaling up? What excites you in the use case front? Oh, that's, uh, you know, we, we, when, we, when we started, we launched in 2019 and we had lots of things like just thinking about, okay, where is the, um, the, the, the right place to go in and started to thinking about different wallets, exchanges, because we, were think, we were thought about like, okay, so definitely any exchange or any wallet, they would love to add more tokens and coins to their network, uh, to, to their project. Mm -hmm, yes. So we, we saw that the gap block, since we support more than um, like 40 plus available blockchain nodes, were quite useful for them and valuable in terms of adding more and more tokens and coins they support. Uh, we, we saw that there is a huge yep. value in terms of exchanges in that stuff. And in 2021, when there was a kind of booming of the trading and finance, we saw a new um, vertical yep. where people started to use trading bots. And that was very kind of fantastic. Uh, right, around people right. started to yeah. you know develop their own algorithms of just estimating what is the next uh, pricing for the next upcoming protocol so we saw like people were just you know constantly mm -hmm. interested in node providing services especially with low latency with maximum speed or something so they were just kind of addicted to this right 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 and that was very interesting we had lots of talks with with different users on that they were just okay i need uh, the fastest node as possible and they're still using gap block so we're very happy to mm -hmm. uh, be and bring them the, this huge value to their financial uh, you know financial statement and, and all this um, interest in, in, in trading and I guess uh, more and more uses uh, use cases are coming so we, we saw that there is one most like kind of very uh, interesting story about the oracles where just where they gain data from mm -hmm. all chain nodes and they start to compare with different node providing services that was another use case i didn't know exactly what but we had this wonderful talks with different oracles mm. they uh shared their some some experience and mm -hmm. yeah i guess uh right now we're just going deeply to the some kind of nft market and web3 kind of you know mixture of those verticals and we see that our nodes are very suitable for NFT purposes as well. 
Um, and for Web3, mm -hmm. they're just using this as a kind of data for different manipulations and research. Yeah, I mean, it's really important to think about the blockchain as a opportunity for this availability of customer data, interactions and relationship. But to get that data into something you can mine and you can kind of make sense of it and do either customer acquisition in a more traditional sense or even airdrop in a more Web3 native sense to the right people, you got to get the data and the data has to come by way of something. Uh, do you guys offer any type of like pre-built data service? If I want to say, can I get the history of Ethereum? Ethereum NFT transactions for this thing for the last 10 days, can you give it to me without running the open syncing it? Is that something you provide like data uh, as a bundle uh, for, for this type of analytic use case? Yeah, we, we had this talk with different students and they were requiring the same thing. You just, uh, it was, it, it's just so surprising me right now because you, you talked about the same thing that student asked me to do this, I guess, several months ago. <laughs> yeah, and we were thinking, okay, yeah. let's do something in, on this particular way. We're developing it right now. We're just doing kind of small research on that, like kind of very, you know, we're right. going kind of gradual on this. And we saw like there is an opportunity and requirement to get some kind of tool where you have this ability, you know, to export some data without running a node. You just all you have is, yeah. you know, putting these filters and then start exporting data to your specific needs for your analytical uh, purposes. So we were thinking about, okay, let's do something on that. So this is another thing where you just open it quite like the the door I was trying to close right now. <laughs> so yeah, this is the thing like we're also <laughs> working right now. So basically, I guess in, in the near future will be, you'll be available to get this data without running a node. But actually you already have this tool right yeah. now because you know, uh, you, you are not running physically any node. All you have is just one API string and you start, you know, get, like getting tons of data with just requests and that stuff. Uh, so the thing I'm talk I was yeah. talking about was just kind of, you know, dashboard with all these filters and starting exploring the, uh, exporting the, 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 the raw data. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think if you think about all the, uh, uh, you know, uh, airdrops for tokens like Optimism, uh, they are really trying to get customers into the ecosystem or user in the ecosystem by airdropping beyond users of Optimism during the testnet phase. Uh, so that's really about like, oh, let me find some data from activity history of various chain and do airdrops to them against the addresses. So so those type of analytic use cases, which is kind of marketing, if you think about it, it's a type of customer acquisition in a traditional uh, Facebook targeting sense, You're just targeting different users, different protocols to get them to on your protocol. Uh, and, you know, we have a data science team at Costack, and the first thing they ask for is, how do I get the data? Well, the answer of running your own Ethereum note and syncing from Genesis to get the thing seems a lot of work. Actually, we did that once and we was paying a $10,000 a month for like a full node doing syncing yeah. on AWS. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think, and, and again, that is not a differentiated service. Like you guys have those data sets in your, in your server. So it's fantastic to hear that, you know, people can just begin with the analytic and not trying to get the data acquisition, especially as public data, everybody have access to. That's true. That's true. We had lot like, Lots of feedback saying like we would set a devoted team for the running and maintaining the node. We spent so many uh, resources on just running a node and we had so many like costs on just uh, making sure that it's synchronized fully. And, you know, it's not just, as you mentioned, it's not about labor. It's also about the servers you run this node on. So like the capacity, it should be very matched together. 
So like if we talk about Solana, for example, that has lots of data in it. So it's not just about getting any yes. server that might be suitable for this. You should, you should be capable to make a huge giant request on that. So this is also another challenge usually faced by other projects there that they're just uh, that are intent or interest in running their own nodes. So uh, it's very, you know, like as, as, as you've mentioned, it's time safety. It's also about the cost uh, cutting when you're using the third party services like Gaplog or some and, and many other net providing services. It's just about like a team full of mm -hmm. people that are interested in monitor and constantly looking at your um at, at your infrastructure and without any you, you don't have to think about oh okay so is my node working good or something all you have to do is just okay um just looking at my at my project everything works great i have my api string and i have my dashboards and so everything just looks looks fine yeah, and it allows us team like ours, which is focused on yeah. the UI and the wallet layer, to focus on what we do best, which is finding metaphors and abstraction that make sense for the next generation of mig migrants to, to Web3. Uh, the natives are okay with all the uh, jargon that we could throw at them, but the, if you want to be crossing over to the, uh, the, the broader tech world, uh, we have to abstract it more. And, and, and the abstraction doesn't eliminate the needs of the infrastructure. It just makes it easier to use for an end user. So, so I think we all have our own size of work of building the land of the Web3 cut out for us. And you know, we certainly uh, thank you for all the time that you, your team has put in to make sure that you can support uh, customers, small customers like ours, uh, but hopefully you know, the ability for us to grow as the demand grows uh, on our layer two protocol, that would make sense. And I'm sure that applies to many uh, one, one of your uh, uh, customers as well. Um, so, so Assist, thank you so much for enlightening us on uh, what uh, GetBlock is working on and the various services you have. Uh, I, I do believe that you know anybody who is building on uh, on blockchain once they go beyond the free nodes. Uh, if you want to run a professional service, uh, professional DApp for on behalf of your customer, you need to think about reliabilities, uh, service level, and stuff like that. And, and I think GetBlock should definitely be on your list of consideration. Uh, so, is there anything else you want to add uh, before we conclude today? Thanks a bunch, Chris, for having me. That was amazing to talk to you personally. And thanks, uh, guys, for just allowing us to talk about these blockchain nodes, etc. This is kind of a, some first steps to start our education platform. And we're super glad to participate in, in mm -hmm. your projects. Nice. We, we do love you guys. We do love your project. And we are all the time ready to support it anyhow <laughs> you want. So, this is the... Gaplog, this is our mission to be very effective and, you know, very, I would say, valuable for, for, to the projects. And thanks a bunch. And I guess that's pretty much everything. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think we do this Web3 Watch series also for the purpose of education to make sure that there, there's opportunity for people to hear about uh, what's going on in Web3 beyond the mainstream headline of tradings and numbers going up, numbers going down. It, it is, you know, we are part of that ecosystem. So, so it's certainly something we're aware of, like the weather, but we live our lives. <laughs> Depends on, the, regardless whether it's hot or cold outside, it's already raining and snowing or, or scorching, right? So we keep doing our work. We keep building. We'll build responsibly, trying to build software that's safe for users, that is reliable for business to rely upon, and more importantly, uh, unlock the potential of decentralization that everybody talks about. But we're beginning to unveil the advantage as we kind of one step at a time put the Lego block together uh, to build the decentralized world that we can live in every day. 
Uh, so thank you very much, Aziz, for your time and your, 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 your insight and for your community, your CASA community. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we do this every Wednesday premiere at 9 a.m. Eastern time uh, to talk to builders and uh, in this space. Uh, until next time, uh, take care. Thank you.